Since 1984, Sawyer has existed to support your wildest adventures. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Welcome to Wellness in the Wilderness. Come with us on the trail of life as we inspire you to take a step outdoors to disconnect from the distractions and reconnect with yourself. Sydney Williams and her guests will motivate you to get active and get well. Now, here is Sydney. All right, everybody, welcome to Wellness in the Wilderness. I'm your host, Sydney Williams, author and founder of Hiking My Feelings. And today I'm broadcasting live from the ancestral lands of the Tongva people, now known as Avalon, California, on Catalina Island. Hey, um, So this week, we I am really excited that we're here um, on Catalina because it's just awesome. And we moved here on a Monday. So now I count Mondays when I write the Wellness in the Wilderness newsletter. I'm like, okay, we've been here for three Mondays. So we've been here for two full weeks. And I got to say, it is everything I dreamed of and then some as far as island life goes. I absolutely love it. And we are doing some really cool things out here. And we'll be talking more about that next week. We have a big announcement on next week's episode. And today's guest, Samuel J., was supposed to be here to talk about efforts and his music. And unfortunately, he had a travel uh, snafu and is currently flying home from Sundance. So he is unable to join us this week, but we are postponing his episode and rescheduling it. So stay tuned for that. And in the absence of Samuel, I get to bump up two of my favorite humans on this planet. So if you guys are loving the music for the show as much as I am, then today's your lucky day because you get to talk with and hear from the musicians that have made this music possible. So today's show, we are speaking with Alific, a.k.a. Brendan Dane, and Man of the Forest, a.k.a. Derek Waldman. Alific is a music producer and multi-instrumentalist who artistically combines reggae-influenced grooves with an art- electronic execution to create a unique musical experience. And the violin has always been a part of Derek Waldman, a.k.a. Man of the Forest. As a young child, he was influenced by John Tesh and the partnering of some Charlie guy on electric violin that whose last name I'm going to butcher. He attended their show at live at Red Rocks in 1995. And when the violin shimmered in, he knew it was his life's journey to create the magic that comes with this mystical instrument. We're going to talk to both of them about green Hills, which is the track that they so generously allowed us to use before it was even released. And um, we're going to talk about their adventures, how nature inspires their music. And we're going to go from there. So, Hey, fellas. Welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Hey. Oh, my gosh. So uh, this summer, I'm just going to like set the story up for folks that might not be following us on the Internet and all the like love stories that I've written about this track so far. But so everybody picture this. You're in like a bungalow in Pacific Beach, San Diego, and it's like the coolest house you've ever seen. And we're in a studio in this house and I'm sitting on these stairs and Brendan plays this track and he's like, hey, man. Does this sound like Titanic or an Irish jig? Like music you would die to or like something you might hear in Boston on St. Patrick's Day at a bar? And I was like, how about neither? It sounds like four seasons of nature. And Derek was like, ding, ding, ding. That's the right answer. That's what we were going for. (laughs) So from the second that I heard this song, like literally guys opening chords, I was like, I looked at Barry and I was like, we must have this song. The world must hear it. Wellness in the wilderness will not go on if we don't have this track to be the soundtrack of this show. So here we are, episode nine. We've been blessing thousands of listeners with this tune. It's unreleased. 
the first thing I want to talk about, guys, is how nature inspires your music. And Brendan, I'd like to start with you. Brendan, for folks who don't know, grew up in New England. And his most obvious, I think, connection to nature and inspiration that he's drawn from his time outside is a song called Loons, where it quite literally has the sounds of loons, which if you haven't heard a loon, go Google it. It's one of my favorite sounds on the planet that comes from an animal, that and an elk bugling. Talk to me a little bit about (laughs) your life, (laughs) Brendan, and how nature has inspired your music. Yeah. um, uh, Well, the loon, yeah, the loon's always been one of my favorite sounds from New Hampshire. I I grew up on a, uh, well, I didn't grow up on the lake, but I got a lake house. And um, ever since it's kid i always love this sound we'd always go out as a family and listen to these loons go i mean i can't even replicate it i'm not even gonna do it um but it's the coolest it's the coolest sound i've ever heard like um as animals talking to each other and um i just yeah i guess from from there it kind of i've always wanted to do a song with it and um that's where kind of the song from loon came from i actually recorded it with my iphone sitting out there on a sunset one night. And then I was like, oh, this with the hip hop beat would be cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> and that's that's where that went from. But um, yeah, no, always loved nature. I, my parents kind of always forced me and I went to summer camp, hiking as a kid, um, grew up in the woods. I mean, I grew up in, um, actually I grew up in Ohio, but all my friends lived in town. I lived like in the actual woods. Uh, where my playground was picking up a stick and running through the woods. Uh, so yeah, it was always, it's always been a huge part of my life and um, kind of where I found my playground as a kid. I mean, I never, I, I wasn't allowed actually. My mom probably didn't want me to go out with other people. So I kind of just stuck to the woods and it was cool. Cause I always thought like a stick could become so much, so much of a toy i didn't have to have video games uh it could be a bazooka it could be a bow and arrow it could be a spear it could be a catapult thing like anything so um i always always loved it i always loved the outdoors well i like how you like because when i'm out hiking and i think probably more so in the last five years since we've been doing hiking my feelings almost five years and our friendships that we've developed with musicians like you guys like Now, when I'm out hiking, if I like have my trekking poles and it hits a rock a certain way or it hits a log a certain way, I'm like, ooh, I like I like the tone of that sound. And so that was one of the things that I really like about your music, because I was like, oh, my gosh, the sound of this wind whistling through the leaves would make like a really sick sound on a song. And then like, here's a song with an actual bird sample. Like, that's the kind of stuff like there's a lot of people that sing about nature. There's a lot of people that like use nature to inspire lyrics or like it might have anything to do with nature the song itself but it was like in a natural space where the inspiration came and where it was written or whatever but like i love the literal inclusion of nature in the music so thank you for giving us some background on that um derek you grew up in colorado your parents own a garden center your last name (laughs) translates to man of the forest you're a plant daddy uh tell me a little bit about (laughs) how Nature has always been like it's. I mean, it's a core part of your identity. Your muse, your musical name is "Man of the Forest." So walk us through that a little bit. How nature's been important to you and inspires your music? Yeah, uh, ever since I was a kid, just growing up 
in Colorado, uh, going to, we used to call it the rocks and water, just going out and like playing in the water. And I remember, uh, my mom would always be like, bring the violin and, and play in nature. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So ever since I was a kid, I would bring my, my violin out and, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I have always been super closely connected with, uh, with plants and nature. Uh, I just found so much inspiration from it. So, uh, later on, you know, being able to connect with Olympic, uh, we, our second track ever was a song called deep where we have this, you know, kind of instrumental jam going, but it felt very water forward. It felt like a very water song. So, uh, we included water in the track, uh, in the beginning, in the middle, in the end. And, um, to be connecting with Olympic, you know, to, to play some of the reggae stuff is, is always great. And then to have these instrumental nature inspired songs like deep, like his song loon, uh, he has another song called down the road where he's like, you know, you can hear like the water trickling on the van. Um, I feel very blessed to be able to integrate it and give it out to the rest of the world because, you know, as a kid, you do it, you know, just for fun and for inspiration. So to give it back to the world, uh, I'm very grateful to to have this connection with Brendan. Oh my God, you guys are so cute. So Brendan and Olympic met at a music festival. You guys met at Closer to the Sun, correct? We did. Yeah. So uh, Derek has this like magical ability to just find ways to add value. This is what Derek does. Derek's like, I like this music. I have a violin. This scene desperately needs this layer of emotion. Um, so you got linked up with Olympic as a fan. And now here you are jamming, making magic. You guys are living together. You're roommates, your venture buddies. Like what, what has it been like to navigate exactly what you just said? Like, my introduction to both of you was on the reggae side of things. And then through that, I learned about these instrumental tracks that are so captivating and really reflect the experiences that you've had in nature. What has it been like to move in that direction? Was that something you were interested in doing, Derek, before you met Olympic? And or were you already creating music of that kind yourself? Or was this translation of nature into music? Was that more of something that you guys kind of jumped in on together? I think uh, I have always been trying to do that, but I just didn't have the tools and the and the knowledge. And with Olympics, I mean, background, he's been doing music his whole life, audio engineering and and producing, and uh, he's so skilled with with what he does. So yes, I've always been able to play stuff, but to integrate it and bring something to the next level doing that with Olympic, you know, we, we combined forces. And I remember the first time we met, you know, it was like, Hey dude, I play violin. I love jamming to your music. And he was like, dude, I have a song right now that I want to put violin on. And that ended up being our first song. It's called Hotep, which in translation means to be at peace. Uh, and the beginning of it is just like this glorious intro. And then it comes in and it just comes out this funky vibe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, we've always been on the right path, but once we connected forces, it's like we brought each other to the, to the next level as far as what we could do with our instruments. Yes. Ooh. Uh, Brendan. So on our next little chunk of time after our first commercial, we're going to talk about your trip to New Zealand, but before we break, I'd love for you to kind of set up 
went into this massive expedition that you took yourself on last summer. It was like 40 days. You're like all over the island doing everything. What were the conditions that led to that trip? And what kind of planning did you do to be able to go have that kind of experience? But wait, we're doing that now? Yeah, just set it uh, up. Like, let's oh. talk about the trip. And then when we go to when we come back from commercial, we'll get into like some of the actual stories from it. Uh, well, I guess it was kind of it's been a bucket list trip forever. I mean, I think since college, I always when I heard about one person that went went on a camping, you know, camping van in New Zealand, I was like, I want to do that. And I always heard that you don't want to do it for a week. You want to do it for a month or 40 days. You want to do both islands. And so I've always just been waiting for a time to do it. And with jobs, working nine to five, you know, full time, it's always been impossible pretty much. And then uh, I saw a window opportunity. I was just like, boom, I'm going to do it. I love that. So um, a couple of things that we're going to be chatting about when we get back from the break. One, uh, this song, Green Hills. I'd love to chat a little bit about. Actually, let's just do that now. Where were you? How did this get set up? Like, what what is Green Hills? And for folks that are listening, I was hoping that we would be able to play it for you live today on the broadcast, but unfortunately, we're unable to. Um, so you're just going to have to wait. And we'll talk about when it's coming out, and we'll talk about when you can hear it. Um, and when we go to commercial, you can, like, hear the guitar and the violin underneath the VO. But guys, tell me about Green Hills, where you were when you created it, and how it came to life. Uh, Yeah, I think... Yeah, uh... Alific always had the the jam down, like the guitar work down. And I think if if the story's correct, Brendan, you were playing it for years, uh, that guitar riff, you know, with your friends and stuff. And it has like a little, it has this really strange kind of eerie part to it that that it goes to that nobody really knew what to do with. So as soon as he played it one time, I remember we just were like sitting on the couch and it just, boom, it just like, we knew it was it was something right then, right? You know, right, Brendan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was like, I guess, half born until Derek started playing violin on it. And that's where it really just became alive. Like, it was just kind of a backyard, you know, fire escape jam uh, for years. And then, yeah, it was just when me, when me and Derek, play it's kind of just it's so it's so easy like you just play something and it's just like that's perfect and um that's essentially <laughs> what it was it was just like yeah that's it that's it and yeah i remember too like uh, a couple times when we were playing it you know we started uh started playing it we just kind of came up with the format and like sydney said it it has the four seasons part so when you listen to the full song it kind of goes through four it goes through the song four times, but in, in four different ways. Uh, and, you know, we, I remember like hanging out in Colorado out by Red Rocks and, uh, and jamming that song. And I felt like we were like in the mystic of it. Like, I don't know, there's just something so powerful about actually playing it outdoors together in that moment. Um, yeah, it just really like tied it all together in a way, you know. Yes. Ooh, I love it. All right, cool. So when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the adventures that Brennan had on his massive expedition through New Zealand. Uh, quotable when he got home, he was like, so like, 
you know, I, I, we're friends. We know what you do hiking my feelings, but like, I get it now. Like I understand <laughs> what hiking my feelings means. So, uh, Brennan, if you're open to it, when we get back, I'd love for you to Thank tell you. the story about the waterfall and the cave and uh, <laughs> that. Ex- and Derek is um, one of the musicians that we've had at three of our retreats now, one on Catalina Island in fall of 2021 and or no, two retreats and one of our um, Sequoia retreats last summer. So when we get back, we'll talk about the retreats that we do and kind of catch up with Derek about how that impacts him and his ability to uplift. He says it's a gift to uplift. And we'll hear some stories of uh, adventures and misadventures in New Zealand with Brendan when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Brendan and Derek. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you ever spoken unkindly to yourself? Do you realize when you do? Are you ready to make changes but find yourself completely paralyzed by the choices in front of you? We live in a hyper-connected, always-on world. And frankly, it's exhausting. Let's make time to disconnect from the distractions and reconnect with yourself. Hiking My Feelings exists to help people discover the healing power of nature. Kickstart your healing journey and grab a copy of the book that started our movement, Hiking My Feelings, Stepping into the Healing Power of Nature. Named one of Audible's best hiking audiobooks and available wherever books are sold. Visit hikingmyfeelings.org today to learn more. Sawyer is more than an outdoor company. Every Sawyer product you buy contributes to our common humanity bringing Sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world. In just 2022 alone, 260,000 households in over 45 countries received clean drinking water through Sawyer filters. Over the past 10 years, we've teamed up with over 140 charities in 80 countries to provide long-term, sustainable relief, domestically, internationally, and in disaster situations. Together, we're saving millions of lives. Thank you. Ready to find your wellness in the wilderness? Look no further than Hiking My Feelings. Through a combination of community and self-discovery, our programs are designed to give you the space and support to connect life's dots. If you're looking to figure out who you are underneath the stories you've been given and are ready to redesign the map of where you're headed with actionable steps and opportunities to dream big, we're here to walk alongside you. Whether you're a seasoned adventure enthusiast, or brand new to the healing power of nature, we've got your back. Visit hikingmyfeelings.org today to download our free Trail Thoughts worksheets and learn more about Hiking My Feelings. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Have a question for Sydney and her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Sydney. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Wellness in the Wilderness. I'm your host, Sydney Williams, and I'm here with Brendan and Derek. And if you were on the Zoom right now, you would understand my giggles. When the music comes back, 
and we hear their songs. They're like playing viol, like air guitaring and air violining. Um, and it just brings me <laughs> such joy. <laughs> and I'm really like at some point, I hope I get to hear and be in the room when the song is played live because I've only ever heard the song played in the studio, which I'm not mad about, but I'd also like really like to feel feel the vibrations in a live setting. So before the break, we were talking about Green Hills, the song that we use for the show um, and the four seasons of just instrumental goodness that it carries. And towards the end of the show, we'll tell you when you get to hear that for real, because it's not going to be today. Um, and we'll talk about the upcoming album and all the cool things you guys got going on. But before the break, we were talking about how Brendan went on this massive expedition around New Zealand. And when he got home, he was like, guys, I get it. Hiking my feelings. Like, that's what I was doing. I was hiking my feelings. Like, I understand. <laughs> and so one of the my favorite stories that Brendan shared, and I'm sure he has some that he hasn't shared with us, and maybe he'll like pull one of those out today. But uh, Brendan, tell us about your cave hike. And also, let's just set this up. So you went to New Zealand in like September, October last year or October, November? Uh, yeah, October, pretty much full month of October. Yeah. Okay. And so for, and for anybody that doesn't know, this shows broadcasting from the United States of America, but on the other side of the planet, down below, down under, as they say, uh, the seasons are opposite. So we were coming into fall here in the United States and you were embodying all the glory that is spring in New Zealand, right? Yes. Yes. So what happens on spring in New Zealand? It rains. Uh, A lot of rain. A lot okay. of rain. Yeah. Yeah. I showed up and it was pouring uh, probably the most rain I've ever seen in my life. And I got in a van on the on the opposite side of the car and the opposite side of the road and very narrow, windy roads. And um, it was it was a test. I, I remember the first couple hours, I almost was like crying. I was like, did I make the right decision here? Like I'm I'm white knuckle driving and i just i mean i can't even see out the wind the window wipers won't even go fast enough you know it's that much rain and uh and i'm like going around these turns that are just one lane roads that you can't even see around and it was it was a drop in the you know i don't even know but yeah but it was it was absolutely amazing but yeah i uh I went from, I mean, I love hiking, but I think in the past year prior to that, I went on like maybe three or four hikes. And then in New Zealand, I was hiking every single day. Uh, That's all I cared about. That's all I went for. And yeah, it was one of those things where we've been friends. I've read your book. I knew all about you, but it was just one time I was like, this is what they're talking about. Just hiking through it, hiking (laughs) everything. Everything's fine when you're on the trail. And you're hiking, you're, you figure you get, you get time and space yourself and you can just like literally figure meditate almost while you're walking and figure out so much stuff about yourself and your issues that you got to deal with and your whatever challenges you got to face. And yeah, loved it. Loved so it. So you had this hike picked out. So you picked out like some pretty iconic hikes for New Zealand. Like you were looking through blogs, you were looking through different recommendations. Tell us about the hike through the cave that uh you live to tell about well that was actually one that i had absolutely no looking up i didn't experience i didn't look up this hike at all i don't even know what it's called i gotta look it back up but it was um it was a random hike um and it was just i saw i was driving on the road it was a beautiful day out i was in a great mood and i saw this thing that said caves and um i was like cool 
And I, I guess I had looked at it. I'd seen it. I kind of knew about it, but like it looked the pictures I saw was like kids and families in this cave. And so when I saw the cave, I was like, oh, that's the cave. And I went in, parked, um, went down and a bunch of people were coming up from the cave and they were and and it's about a mile long. And uh, I was like, what's going on down there? And they're like, oh, the river's going through. You can't get through. You can't get past the opening. And I just got back from this four day hike in the rain where I was up to my knees in rain gear. So I kind of had this like ego to me where I was like, I can get through this. No biggie. What are these idiots? They don't even they don't know how to hike in the rain. And I mean, me, I don't know either. So I went back up to my van, got on my rain gear from head to toe, and then <laughs> ventured in this cave, black out cave. Um, and it was like within probably two minutes I got through. I was not touching the ground. I was swimming, I mean, to my neck in water. And uh, the the river, there was a river flowing through the cave. And I was kind of like, you know, grabbing the sides of the cave. And I kept thinking like, ah, oh, this is just be a little bit like, you know, whatever, a little wet, no big deal. Um, and it just kept going and going and going and going. I, and there were waterfalls you had to climb up. I was using muscles. I didn't even know I had. I mean, like you're doing, I'm doing pull-ups in a wet rock. Um and it got to be kind of scary at one point where I, I was about half, uh, half an hour in where I knew if my headlamp went out, which was Derek's headlamp. We talked about that, but Derek gave me this headlamp before I went to New Zealand and it was a little, it was like slightly too big for me. So it was kind of like hanging over my eye, like an, uh, like a, a pirate patch you know, in a way. And I didn't even check the batteries. I didn't know like how long it was going to last. Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was getting, it was getting scary to the point where I was like, I can't make it up, you know, these waterfalls. And I, a couple of them, I was like, I can't make it up. And I did. And I tried and I actually made it up and then and ended up getting about the middle of the cave. There's this waterfall that was impassable unless you had ropes and you were a professional rock climber which i was not um and am not and had no rope and there are these guys i saw these i saw these other lights up top and they they were like hey mate and they were these two professional i mean jacked six-pack muscle dudes rock climbers and they were like you want a rope mate and i was like yeah i'll get a rope you know and they literally gave me a rope i they helped me like pull up you know and when I got to them, I was like, I'm really sorry. Guys. I'm just going to hang out with you guys the rest of the time. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know why. And they're like, how'd you get here? How'd you get this far? And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was shorter. Anyway, so I ended up luckily going with them the rest of the time. And I mean, even got like toward the end when I saw the light of sunlight coming through, I was like, oh my God. Like I kept asking them. I was like, is it almost over? And I remember they were like, maybe. And I was like, maybe. Oh my gosh, this is. This is ridiculous. And I had also bungee jumped a couple days before that I thought was the scariest thing in my life. And then this was like majorly scary. And my shoelace was getting untied. Like I kept having to like tie my shoes in underwater, which I've never really done before. But um, yeah, word of the wise, never go into a cave alone and don't tell anyone. I mean, I didn't tell anyone. No one knew I was in this cave. 
there was no uh, the only thing they could have done was saw my car that was parked there if I would have got stuck um, but made it out and these guys were cool as ever and yeah they thought I was crazy which I might have been I well I think there's so as far as like wellness in the wilderness is concerned right like let's tie this back to the show so you made it and one of the things that I heard you say that I'd like to hear a little bit more about is like the just terror of realizing like okay I've climbed up some waterfalls I've swam through this cave this one's massive like how how close to like pooping your pants were you <laughs> when you got to the point before, like right before you saw the guys with ropes, like where were you? Like, have you ever been that nervous or scared or present in your body and aware of what's happening as you were right before you realized that there were angels climbing with ropes on that waterfall? Yeah. Um, no, I never been in that situation before in my life, but there was, something in the back of my brain that always is kind of like today's not the day today's I'm not going out today. Like it's, I'm not going to die. Um, so I just kept going and I was like, I can get through it. And like, I, you kind of always have to do, you know, um, backup plans where I was like, all right, if the light goes out, if I do slip, I might break a couple bones, but I'll like sweep down in the river back in the opening. Like I won't actually, die today today's not the day for me so there's kind of that feeling that kind of gets you through um but yeah i because usually your motto is today is the day which is such a saying so i like that you flipped it around today's the day for goodness exactly today's not the day to end it (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah yeah and that's kind of, yeah, I was like, today's the day I'm going to, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to make it through. Um, but yeah, it's, and it kind of, it's, it's an, it's, um, it's a beautiful feeling when you, when you get to do stuff like that by yourself, cause you get to, you know, no one else is pushing you. No one else is telling you to turn back. Uh, if I was with anyone I swear to God, anyone in my life, no one would have gone into that cave. Like no one, uh, none of my friends would have said, let's go in that cave. And so I'm glad I did. Cause it was super fun and an experience, you know, to, you know, but very scary at the same time. And I won't do it again. <laughs> I won't do a cave. A cave alone just is not a good idea, especially uh, non-professional with no ropes or anything, but, um, but it is, you break through some, uh, some stuff in your own, in your own wellness and your own, your own life, you get through it where you, where you can also kind of re- reflect it back to your own life of problems. You're like, this is impossible. It's like, no, you'll, you'll get through the cave. You'll get yeah. through it. Yeah. now and then you might find some angel with, a, with a rope where you didn't, you know, where you, you don't want to go back, but you know, you can. Like, you know, you, you know, you know, you're not, it's not the end, you know, but you kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing and then stuff like that happens in real life. It's like a perfect motto for life. Yeah. What a beautiful metaphor. Uh, so like bring a buddy when you go in a cave, but if you find yourself alone, just keep swimming and keep, keep climbing. Going. 
keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that you uh that you had that experience and that you got to share it with everybody because it makes a great story. So thank you. Um, Derek, for you, I know we had you join us for a retreat on Catalina Island, and we talked about that on our other show, not on wellness in the wilderness, but we talked a little bit about your gift to uplift. Um, so talk to the folks and tell these listeners a little bit about your experience in Sequoia National Park, uh, last summer with us and how that went for you and what it was like to, to play your music, be the man of the forest in the giant forest. Walk us through it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, wow. I was just so grateful to go out there. I haven't really been out to a lot of the national parks in California and Sequoia, Yosemite are kind of like the big two. And so to be amongst the big trees uh, was such an experience. I've seen redwoods before, but the Sequoia's biggest trees in the world. Uh, and it was just absolutely unbelievable uh, just to be there in the first place. But we stayed in the heart of it. We were right in the middle, right by General Sherman, the the biggest of the biggest. And uh, there's just a very magical feeling in, in that forest. So to be able to come out and, and bring the violin, uh, to talk to people on a on a one to one level, um, and and bring that gift to them, but then also they're giving the gift back in in these environments and hiking my feelings where you're learning uh, about yourself through other people. Uh, through their stories and and healing with them. And, and that's uh, just such a, a magical experience. I, I just felt like Sequoia was uh, one of those places that, you know, you'll never forget. And the fact that we got to stay in the National Forest, we did a service activity where we're healing the meadows and we're um, basically like filling these meadows with the abundance of grass and stuff around us. I remember you know, the, 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 the water's carving through the meadow and, and over time it was, it was kind of carving a, a ditch through it. So we had this reforestation act where we're filling the meadow. Uh, and I remember you kind of brought, you're always so good at tying in what's happening, what we're doing in nature, you know, we're, we're filling it, filling that gap back up and, uh, and healing that meadow was just such an important thing with the glory around us. It was, it was a magical experience, but to be able to stand on the rock with the group and, and, and play those songs collectively for everybody. Uh, it was really some memorable moments that were so healing to me and to everybody else. So hiking my feelings, just always bringing full force with, with, uh, tying everything together. What you guys do is just so special. I'm so grateful to be a part of it on Catalina Sequoia and, and on upcoming trips. Um, I'm just really grateful to be a part of this this mission that you guys are on. Well, thank you. And for folks that aren't aware, um, we do have two retreats coming up this summer in Sequoia National Park. We have one in July and one in August. And those dates can be found on our website at hikingmyfeelings.org slash retreats. And the service project that Derek was talking about and like bringing the music to it is what like my ultimate vision. Like the retreat that Derek was a part of um, last summer was my bucket list retreat that I wanted to host. Cause when I got off the trans Catalina trail in 2018 here on Catalina Island. Now the first call I made was to the Catalina conservancy. And I was like, listen, I want to help get the word out. I was healed deeply by this land. How can I repay it? Like, how can I pay this forward? And to be able to do what we did in Sequoia with the service projects where we're talking for ourselves, the healing that we're doing as humans and in community with each other 
And amongst these giant trees that have been there for thousands of years and have heard so many stories, we're talking about like our invasive thoughts and our limiting beliefs and these these habits that put these deep grooves in our brain. And then we're going out into the meadow using the materials that are already there to then plug these drainage ditches and these erosion ditches. So we're healing the lands that help heal us. And then on top of that, what Derek was talking about, about standing out on the rock, we had this beautiful sunset uh, jam on Sunset Rock. We were all just facing the sun and standing there and like, Derek's playing the violin and it's just absolute magic. And it was a bucket list moment for me. Like I was just, I I think I'm pretty sure I did cry. Yep, I did. Uh, and we were like, we're all holding hands and we're like facing the sunset and we're doing the thing where we yell, but we don't yell. And then we like yell, but with our mouths closed. And then we like let it rip. And it was just like in the, in those moments before, during, and after with violin with, and like Brennan, when I hear you guys play guitar, when I hear you, you two in particular jamming, like there's something so special about like the vibration of the music. And I don't know enough about it to talk about it eloquently, but maybe when we get back from the break, we can chat about that. Um, so when we get back and before we go, if you are grateful, here's what I want to do on this last section. We're going to talk to Derek and Brennan about everything they've got coming up in 2023, where you can catch them live, when a X album's coming out, what Derek's working on. And then we're going to do something that we do at all of our events, which is our group gratitude circle. So we're going to kick it off. We're going to go around the circle and share what we're grateful for. And if you're listening and you want to call in, if you have a question for the guys, call in and ask. If you don't, I would love to hear what you're grateful for. So you can call us at 1-888-346-9141. And that number will be played again before we come back. So don't go anywhere. Think about what you're grateful for and then give us a call. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Ready to find your wellness in the wilderness? Look no further than Hiking My Feelings. Through a combination of community and self-discovery, our programs are designed to give you the space and support to connect life's dots. If you're looking to figure out who you are underneath the stories you've been given and are ready to redesign the map of where you're headed with actionable steps and opportunities to dream big, we're here to walk alongside you. Whether you're a seasoned adventure enthusiast or brand new to the healing power of nature, we've got your back. Visit hikingmyfeelings.org today to download our free Trail Thoughts worksheets and learn more about Hiking My Feelings. Sawyer is more than an outdoor company. Every Sawyer product you buy contributes to our common humanity, bringing Sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world. In just 2022 alone, 260,000 households in over 45 countries received clean drinking water through Sawyer filters. Over the past 10 years, we've teamed up with over 140 charities in 80 countries to provide long-term sustainable relief domestically, internationally, and in disaster situations. Together, we're saving millions of lives. Thank you. Have you ever spoken unkindly to yourself? Do you realize when you do? Are you ready to make changes, but find yourself completely paralyzed by the choices in front of you? We live in a hyper-connected, always-on world, and frankly, it's exhausting. Let's make time to disconnect from the distractions and reconnect with yourself. 
Hiking My Feelings exists to help people discover the healing power of nature. Kickstart your healing journey and grab a copy of the book that started our movement, Hiking My Feelings, Stepping into the Healing Power of Nature. Named one of Audible's best hiking audiobooks and available wherever books are sold. Visit hikingmyfeelings.org today to learn more. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Have a question for Sydney and her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Sydney. All right, party people, welcome back to Wellness in the Wilderness. I'm your host, Sydney Williams, and I'm here with Alific, a.k.a. Brendan Dane, and Man of the Force, a.k.a. Derek Waldman. And before the break, we were talking about some of the adventures they've had, some of the activities that we've done together as far as bringing music and nature and healing and hiking together. And we've got a new album coming out. And by we, I mean Olympic. I don't, I'm not a musician. I'm not part of this, but <laughs> these guys, Olympic's got a new album coming out. So Brendan, tell us a little bit about what we can expect on this new uh, record and what is coming up as far as ways for people to consume it live and digitally. Yeah. Uh, so super psyched. The new Olympic album will be released. It's called Write It on the Wall. And it's coming out March 23rd, uh, 2023. And uh, yeah, it's one of my, I think, my best album I've ever I've ever produced. In terms of songwriting, guest people on there. Um, uh, there's a lot more vocals and singing, uh, but still some instrumental jammers that, that I've always loved doing. Um, and yeah, so March 23rd, um, the first single... To be released is with Aaron Wolf, my buddy from San Diego, and that's coming out on February. I, I got a uh, third, February third. So I'm going to announce that this is actually the first time I'm going to announce that it's even coming out. But um, February third, that's going to be released, and then we have a album release show at Winston's in San Diego on March thirtieth. Which will be a week after the albums drop, so hopefully everyone can kind of get their bearings on what songs they like and sing-alongs and stuff, and um, and then we'll be playing it, playing it all live at Winston's. And I'm really psyched because we're gonna have, I've d- I've done live stuff before with live musicians, but this will be the first full live band I've ever done as a lific. So I'm super psyched about that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So what can you, like, for people that have never made music before, what, like, kind of on a, like, probably higher level, like, we don't need to get super technical with it, but, like, walk me through the process of putting this album in particular together. Like, how long does that take? What are the steps that you have to do to get an album together and then ready to release to the world? Um, I guess you kind of have to just, be confident in yourself that the songs are done. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I have. Cause I, I mean, I hundreds of songs, but they're all like, I'm never, they're not done until you're kind of like that one's done, you know, no more tambourine, no more shaker, no more extra thing. Like you have to be like, it's done. Um, 
So this one's taken me quite a while. It's been it's been about three years. I mean, with the COVID thing kind of backed up stuff. But um, yeah, this one's this one's been in the cooker for quite a while with uh, and some songs are even like I got one with a guy named Bobby Hustle um, that I wrote back in 2014. So like some songs are just just getting the daylight. Um, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. So they they weren't ready until until then anyway. But um, but yeah, it sounds been... like let's uh let's take a that's yeah, we got a caller. We got Craig McKnight. I've Uh-oh. heard of this guy. Uh-oh. Yeah, Craig, Craig McKnight. Thanks for calling in. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, party people? <laughs> what, hey. So for anybody that doesn't know, Craig McKnight is the owner, proprietor, and uh, deliverer of the best muffins you've ever had via Muffin But Good Vibes. And if you were on the Zoom today, you would see that I am wearing my brand new flannel Ooh. for the acoustic sessions. So, Craig, what, what, how can we help you? What's up, man? Um, I was just, uh, you know, thinking I would call in since you were talking to these fine fellas over here. Do you do you have a question or something that you're grateful for that you'd like to share yeah. with the with the listening audience and and Derek and Brendan? Yeah, well, uh, I, I obviously want to say I'm grateful for the friendship that I have with uh, with yourself, Sydney, and and your husband Barry. Um, uh, you guys have become uh, very very close friends. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Olympic uh, is one of our our sound engineers for the acoustic sessions. So, of course, yeah. I wholeheartedly appreciate that guy. And, and then, uh, you know, I'm waiting for that moment that that, I, uh, that Derek gets to, to grace our backyard and uh, play violin on one of the sessions, which I'm sure will happen soon. Yes, yes, that shall happen. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, Craig, I'm going to, I'm going to throw that gratitude right back at you. I am grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for your creativity and your community leadership. I'm grateful for all the opportunities that you create for people to make great music and get their music out there via just one more deliciously sweet uh, vehicle, which is the Muffin But Good Vibes Acoustic. The thing that I'm most grateful for, Craig, is... um, Above and beyond everything else, I think it's your daughter, Dakota. She's like one of my favorite people. And uh, it's a hard toss up between the muffins and my little mini me. But between that and the friend you create and bring into the world and everything you've done for Hiking My Feelings, I am grateful to know you. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Sydney. All right. Thank you. Okay. Into conversation about putting an album out so you've got this album it's coming and we are gearing up for a release on march 23rd we're going to have a party on the 30th and when you sit down to write music like so okay let's rewind down to write books i think about like i literally did this this morning i was like how will i prepare for this and i like visualize my sat down to write it i was like okay the Kelly Clarkson show. And she asks me like when my book is a bestseller, it's not yet, but when it is. And Kelly Clarkson has me on the show and she's like, Hey, girlfriend, tell me about your creative process. What was it like? I said that I wanted it to be the easiest thing that I've ever done, that the book just poured out of me and it was super cathartic. And then that's exactly what happened. Do you go through any kind of rituals as you're making music or as you're getting ready to release music um, that help you stay grounded in your expansion as you bring new music to the world? 
Um, I mean, I have a lot of lists, I guess I do for like, I mean, making, you know, making an album is not just, I mean, once you get done with the music, which is the majority of it, then you have everything else. You got artwork, you got merchandise, you got release date, you got, you know, promotion, you got all this other stuff that comes in hand. So I, I have to make lists on like what to do once the music's done. But, um, and even with music, I have a, I have a whiteboard. I don't know if you can see it, but I, I don't have anything. I erase it all now because I'm done with the album. But um, <laughs> each, each song has, I usually have like graphs of stuff um, that says what I need to do for each song, whether it's, you know, just clean up the drums, add the mix, add blah, 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 add vocals, add violin, mix it a little better, master it. Um, so that's kind of my preparation. But in terms of right, starting a song, usually the start is a, is a, it's a match of a flame. It's just a fire. Like I'll be not even wanting to start on a new song. I'll be doing another song and I find a sample or something that sparks an idea and I just close what I'm doing and I start the new song. And, um, that's generally how they all work or I'll be playing something. I play it wrong and I'm like, well, actually that's cool. And then it's like scratch everything I'm doing, start a new thing. Um, so usually it always, it's a, it's a flame of, um, inspiration that just i don't know where it comes from but but you always have to like strike on it as it's hot uh or else or else you lose it or you forget about it or something absolutely and uh derek for you a uh, similar kind of question we've been talking about how albums are made and beyond the album um some of the rituals and or like visualizations we do at least i think of my book as my music um do you have any kind of like rituals or superstitious type things that you do when you're getting ready to either contribute to a song or write a song or release a new track? Uh, yeah, I just really try to to feel the song and I try not to rush the process. Uh, it's kind of like writing, like it can come in full force sometimes and pour out of you. And sometimes it's just not the right day. So I really try to pay attention to when, the flow is is really happening but on this album it was kind of funny because brendan would have me step in the studio like 10 minutes before work and i would just like snap off all these vocals for the songs um like so sometimes, on the fly you know, on the fly <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes just trying to pay attention to when the feeling is right is is really uh is really the crucial thing for me so for both of you uh before we wrap up today do you have any quick tips for people that you can share about how you find your version of wellness in the wilderness? Like, what is it for you? Is it going to the beach for a walk? Is it sitting underneath a tree? Is it watering your plants? Like, what is what is a quick way that you guys find wellness in your version of the wilderness, whatever the wilderness means to you? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, B. I mean, you got the you you walk all the time. Yeah, yeah, my uh my favorite ritual is just morning walk on the beach. I mean, I sometimes I I wake up something about getting my feet in the sand out of my shoes and uh out of flip-flops and actually toes in the sand. I find if I'm ever stressed about anything, it disappears the second my feet hit the sand. And um it's one of my favorite moments just listening to music, walking on the beach. And to me, when I 
get in that nature feel of earth on my feet and toes, uh, something just erases and I, and I'm, I'm just present in the moment and appreciating life and which is the point of life in the, you know, anyway. So that's, that's my favorite thing. That's my go-to and the easiest way I can do it is just, I live in San Diego. I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to walk on the beach, but that's my, that's my easiest go-to. Love that. I think the key is grounding, like you're getting, like you said, getting your feet in the earth, sunshine on you starting the day off right i think that's crucial to wherever you're at just get out in the light get your feet in the earth and and stay connected in the in-between of that that's the special place Ooh, stay connected in the in-between all right so like we were talking about earlier the new album what's the new album called guys what do we got write it on the wall write it on the wall write it on the wall which is olympic's new album is coming out on march 23rd if you're interested in just like the superstar live version of this, uh, be sure to check out their album release party at Winston's in San Diego on March 30th. That first single with Aaron Wolf is coming out on February 3rd. So stay tuned for that. Guys, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, websites, what do we got? Hit it with it. Yeah, Instagram at man of the forest or man of the forest.com. And that's with an S at the end, plural forest. Plural. And Brennan, how about you? Uh, yeah, alificmusic.com or just alific. I think if you just Google alific, you'll get a bunch of, I'm the only alific out there. It's a, All right. I, I made up the word, so it's it should be only me. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, next week, it's just me on the show, guys. Uh, I've started a habit of where I'm taking the episode of the last episode of the month to myself to reflect on this experience so far with all the guests we've had on Wellness in the Wilderness, share some updates about what we've got going on on Catalina Island for Hiking My Feelings and some of the other projects we're getting ready to launch. And one of those will be launching next week. So pay attention to that and come join me and come say, hey, as far as what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here, the opportunity to have this conversation. So I'm grateful for the technology that makes it possible. I'm grateful to Voice America for having me on the network. And I'm grateful to Brendan and Derek for joining us today. So next week, it's only me. And we're just going to do it. So I hope that this episode of Wellness in the Wilderness has been a breath of fresh air. Until next week, be kind, do good things. And what do we say, Derek? It's a gift to uplift. It is a gift to uplift. So get out there and make one. All right. Well, next week we'll be here with me and we will see you then. Until next time, have a great week. See you later. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. We hope this episode has been a breath of fresh air for you and has inspired you to find your wellness in the wilderness. We will reconnect with nature and you again next week. Since 1984, Sawyer has existed to support your wildest adventures. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com.